better than most. Better than most. Critical takeoff. He falls into the pit. He's going to get spat out. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, welcome to Monday's Experts. We are back on the couch. Bez has joined us. Uh, where have you come in from, Bez? We weren't we weren't sure where you were on Friday. Were you out having a surf? Or? No, mate, I was in Lismore at a cricket carnival. I was out warming the Lismore. boys up. Yeah, beautiful Lismore, downtown. Downtown Lismore. Actually, it's picking up a little bit. A few more coffee shops, Generally. things. Yeah, yeah, a lot of building and stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, I was out there for the uh, state cricket carnival. So, some really talented kids. Uh, future of cricket looks bright. Satsi, welcome. Woody, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. can see you're very happy. Man, I've got to stop going for the Tigers. Don't get on your high horse because you beat the fucking second shittest team, the Titans, dude. <laughs> Don't get on your high horse. Woody, you I'm just buy, checking in on you. I didn't even mention the Dragons. first round. If you want to talk about the Dragons, we can. Mate, they will be, if not last, second last behind the Tigers, dude. Okay, well, uh, let's get back to uh, – let's actually do a bit of a wrap-up on the, uh, the Healthy Minds Triathlon. Um, apparently, all my spies that were hanging out of the trees, taking photos, filming, um, you performed really well, Woody. Mate, I had a crack. I, I was trying it. So I was obviously racing against Pidge and Ev. They were my two good mates that had been um, – were going in it and doing all the legs. And uh, I come out of the swim – like just behind them, they both beat me. I was in the middle of the pack getting punched in the head the whole way around the lake. And I had, um, I got out and I had a real good transition straight into my shoes. Pigeon that were like fucking toweling off and I don't know what they were doing. Anyway, I got probably 50 metres to 100 metres ahead of Pidge and, uh, and Ev. But Pidge just come fucking hammering past me on his bike. He, um, yeah, he got a good gap in the bike. leg, got past me. I think he was about third out of the bike leg or fourth out of the bike leg. And uh, he probably had a 300-metre gap on me and I just fucking could not catch him on the run. So you finished top ten, bud? I think I got about seventh, yeah, or, or eighth. Well done. Bez and Satsi, you guys were busy? Yeah, I couldn't get there, mate. The young fellow was going down to Newcastle. But, um, yeah, Woody's, Woody's what, done well. What, what happened? Oh, I just had to drop my young... Youngest son to uh, my sister-in-law's on the Gold Coast. So I, uh, I missed out, mate. And, yeah. Bez, you ran second last year, didn't you? No, no, no. I did. I was the Bodie Boys Let's, let's, hear, let's actually I was hear your at, two. Let's hear the excuses. Let's go. I was at Pottsville at 7.45 for the last game of junior cricket season. <laughs> I seen you guys <laughs> We running. ran before it. We did a bit it. early, yeah. We all ran before early. it because we couldn't. I had to leave by seven. The field was just... I Why was, did you let... Yeah, that... What time did you leave? Because I finished the race at seven <laughs> twenty. The police are up you. Well, you too. Oh, mate, I was on the road by quarter past seven, so I was out. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking soft cop. Uh, right, I ran the grounds. Um, big uh, performance yesterday by uh, by Tim Zhu. Um, I don't know if you guys watched it, but. Oh, I don't know. I was sort of hoping that the referee might have stopped it a bit earlier. Sure. It was so vicious at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. 
What was your take, Barnsley? You're our boxing well, expert. No, no, I'm no boxing expert, but I, I just think it's um, one good thing. It shows now that he's he's well and truly ready to fight Charlo, which was the this was the test to see whether he was up to it. And obviously he was going to fight Charlo, but he broke his hand prior to the fight. So um, this is just confirmed that he's ready to go toe-to-toe with the guys the best in the division. So uh, that was a phenomenal performance yesterday. And you're right, the referee should have stopped the fight earlier because oh, he was, was dead set. His head was a punching bag yeah. yesterday. I thought his head was going to come off. <laughs> well, yeah, I, come I, those uppercuts. <laughs> I reckon it sucks that he didn't stop it earlier because we're all focusing on the ref not stopping yeah. it yeah. instead of Zuhau. Yeah, much he just flogged him. Oh, yeah. well, let's just focus on that because yeah. he did. Oh, but just in general in the media, you know, there's like been yeah. a lot of that more so than how well he fought. What was the thing how he said, oh, now you know my name? Does that Charlo give him shit? Yeah, he could Tim who? He was called oh, okay. Tim, oh, Tim oh, who. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah right. basically <laughs> just he's riding off the coattails of his dad and he's no yeah. one. And Charlo can talk up a fight. He's, you know, yeah. American bloke. Yeah. And they're two brothers actually, yeah. Jamel and Jamil. Um, Jamil, Jamil, Jamil and Jamil, and they're both world champions in well, different yeah. ways. Tell me, um, so. Barnsley, can, can Tim's younger brother box? Well, I, I, he's, he he's beaten everyone. He's, he's done. He's beat one of Dusto's mates, actually, Has Tasmanian he? bloke. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, he beat he, him yesterday, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. He was a Tassie oh, bloke, yeah. tough unit, I think. Okay. And um, obviously, he took a fair pounding from that Nikita Zoo, so... Um, well under him, but um, yeah, look at you know he's I think four or five and zero oh now, building his record. So he hasn't fought anyone of note yet, but he packs a punch. There's no relationship with um, Costa and and the kids by the sounds of things. It's sort of he come out before the fight and just said oh, his he father. wasn't there for yeah, for nah, me and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. cool how he's doing it on his own terms. Yeah, then, I eh? love like, it. Obviously, Sick. his dad's such a legend within boxing, and he's just. Still having a crack without his dad's input, you'd think his dad. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is his dad lives back in Russia. Yeah. Russia. It? Yeah. I still love that thing you said, Barnsley, when he fought Zab Judah at the pre um, the pre fight, you know, the weigh in and stuff, and Zab Judah was talking shit and he whispered in his ear, "I sense fear," yeah. and then fucking <laughs> knocked him out with it. Okay, rugby on the weekend. So Super Rugby, we had an enormous upset, and in the international rugby, Barnsley, um, England got absolutely belted. I mean, let's start on the Drua. Um, mm. Fantastic win, twenty-five twenty-four over the Crusaders in Fiji. Yeah, kicked a penalty after the bell, so it was about eighty-third minute. They kicked a penalty in front, and raptures the crowd were in Latoka. It was going off. Um, Did you see any of the highlights? Oh, unbelievable! They went berserk. Yeah, so it's crazy, yeah, because they were the guys that were at like yeah, Antwerp, yeah, 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 yeah. And they beat the Crusaders. It's not like they beat no one. Yeah, like one yeah. of the better sides, probably. Yeah. In the whole Super A. Yeah, oh. look, the Crusaders took a week inside into it. Um, they played a lot of young blokes just because of those All Blacks resting periods and stuff. But they still had, you know, still had Scott Barrett, Sam Whitelock. Uh, still had a fair side. Yeah. And, mate, the Drua over there, it's hot as Hades. It's, yeah. They play offloading. It's end-to-end stuff. And, you know, they, they were up for it. And any team who has to play them over there is going to have a tough day of it. So they, they did really well. Um you know, other results, the Brumbies beat the Reds. That's a bit of an annual grudge match. Brumbies were pretty good. And uh, and then internationally, as you spoke about, the big result was, you know, England-France going up against each other. Big rivalry. And then France put them to the at, sword at and that Twickenham. At Twickenham, yeah. 53 to 10. Is yep. that, would that be considered like a, obviously the, the score line, huge upset? It's the second worst. Well, it's the third worst loss in their history. I don't know if it's an upset, but... Like France no, should have probably no, beat France, them, but not yeah, by that. France much. were going to beat them. I, I couldn't. I couldn't see England beating them, but, but put fifty I on. Seen 50, 53. Oh, mate, it was 
and they were sort of it never looked like it wasn't like they ran over them later or anything. It was yep. just consistent throughout the whole game. They scored after ninety seconds. It was um, a good performance. And look, Ireland had a lot of injuries. I think their prop was playing hooker. They had someone else, the flanker, throwing the line outs, and they still got it done against Scotland 22 to 7. So mm. they have to play England next week to win the Grand Slam. So that's a big effort from them. So that's pretty much what's happening in the world of rugby. Are they, right now. Uh, are they your two favourites, Barnsley, for the World Cup? Well, they've got to be at the moment. Yeah, and, yeah and they've both got depth. Yeah. So Ireland's was really tested on the weekend and they still found a way to beat Scotland who are playing really good footy. So Scotland are actually a team who I think can cause a few upsets um, at the World Cup. So, yeah, look, I, I, the thing with Ireland though and, and the thing with France is they've both never won it and Ireland's never been past the quarterfinal. So they've always had a history of not so much melting but just not being able to get it done at a World Cup. So. Mm. This is the best team, the best squad um, they've probably taken. But the hardest thing is if um, Johnny Sexton doesn't play 10 for them, can they win without him? I don't, I don't, and I don't think they can currently. Yeah. Where do yeah. those blokes go now, Barnsley, after that international stuff? Do they go back to essentially our super Yeah, so they go there? back to their club rugby. So it'll be English Premiership, Pro de Deux and um, – uh, pro, pro 14 or whatever it is in France and then the Ireland's one as well. So, yeah, they've got some pretty tough footy before uh, and then once their final's finished, they'll get probably a two-month camp or something before the World Cup. So in prepping that and hopefully, look, they, I think all these teams are just fingers crossed praying they can just keep their star players yep. uninjured before this World Cup because, you know, to win it, you need your, your best cattle on the field. Mm. So we've got the fourth test uh, being played out in India. Are we... Is it going to be a draw or are oh, we going to collapse? It has to be a draw. I mean, they both took them both four days for an innings each, didn't it? So, I mean, it can't end any other way unless there's... You wouldn't imagine so. Out. Unless Australia just say to it, you know what, we can't... Our only way to try and do it is try and win it or something like that. But it's really only in India's best interest that, isn't it? Like, do you go and have a crack and just try and go to mm. just a day of half of just going as hard as you can? And then just posting a total and going, come on, India, have a crack. Have a crack. But you can't really roll them, though. You can't. And then you run the risk that they mow you down and win the well, game. We're 80, the be, we're 80 behind or something. Yeah. 70 yeah. behind. Yeah. That's Before, why I just asked the question. Yeah. So like, even if we've got 300, they only need 220. That's a good point. Look, look, hats off to Coley, too. It's his first 100 in three years, I think, So since Bangladesh in like, night. All the security guards 20. will be fucking bored over there watching this final day. <laughs> the 85,000. <laughs> what were you on, Condé? That's the worst stat ever. Hey, 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 hey. You mustn't have listened to Friday's Bears. Oh. We had a listener send the article in. No, I've had, I've had. I've, so it's I've actually re- correct. I've got the article. It yeah. doesn't say anything about what you. No, said. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. Pigeon that is has incorrect. circled it. He's highlighted oh, it. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard it all. I've before. had about ten people text me going, "Condo is blatantly lying on air." <laughs> Condo is not. Right, Matty Amos, I'm just. I'm actually just going to find the message. Matty Amos. He called. He actually sent me a message to Instagram, and he said, "Condo, can you put Ruv and Pidge back in their box? I've got the article. You're 100 percent correct." Tell Condo to stop making shit up. Both reputable sources <laughs> don't say shit about 85,000 tickets for the president. Put aside the local families and students. Ha ha. He's lying on air. The bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that from? I don't even know. That was from the Batuta Advocate. <laughs> where you got your facts from. And I wrote, he can't, I, I wrote back, he can't be stopped. He's Condo. He's got three people inside him. <laughs>
Oh, I'm, dear, on oh, in, dear. I'm on in photos. Oh, that's so good. Oh, I, can't, I can't believe The someone... final crowd figures will be source of, uh, with, uh, sorry, with fascination, with up to 85,000 of the day one tickets in the 132,000 capacity stadium set aside for local families, students, and workers. Oh, I see what happened. He's just okay, left so out some keywords. Okay, so boys, it's time to buzz Jared in for the NRL. Starting to fall. Welcome, Jared. Morning, gentlemen. Morning. Big weekend. Big weekend of football. You are uh, winners amongst it. Are you? Uh, is it? Is, is it first up that we need to check in on uh, on Woody, Jared? Jared, yes, uh, we should. Jared, before we get going, mate, I got your brother to write out or to t- help me do that multi, and he told me to go south five plus five and a half. The first bet. The other two I got right. The Warriors into the. Um, Whatever the other side was, Cronulla, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. But I went south plus five and a half. It was obviously plus six and a half, wasn't it? You pressed the wrong fucking button, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, boys are in the condo today. I'll be lucky to eat this week. <laughs> oh, mate. Hang on. Didn't you have Chinese on Saturday night? If you, if no, you had the I, didn't, I didn't get it. $30 anything. on the win and $70 on the uh, Warriors at the line, you should have been eating Chinese. Oh, I didn't night. do that one. I was too scared. I saw him down Chicken Mania coming out with a. <laughs> We'll take I went down and got a um, one of the secondhand pies for three bucks after six p.m. at the IGA. <laughs> right. Uh, well, before we get into the wrap, uh, Jared Satsi, uh, can we have the update on uh, the tipping comp and the knockout? Tipping comp. Okay. So we have leaderboard is Juzzy twenty one shot to thirteen points, mm. just uh, one place ahead of uh, a few people there, including yourself, Condo, right. on uh, twelve. And Juzzy has Juzzy used his uh, joker. Juzzy has used his joker. Right. There's a majority of people haven't used a joker yet. Okay. Um, Barnsley, your midfield. Um, tough week this week. Eight left in the knockout eight. of 128 After tipsters. two rounds from yep. 128. Shows you how close it is, like, and, and obviously the upsets, and one of them being uh, James Pearson still involved in the uh, no. knockout. No. Who's he, he Tim? He must have gone the Broncos or someone. I don't know who his team was there, but, um, uh, yeah, down to uh, so 328 persons coming uh, last on three points. So, is that still Ronnie Blakey? Uh, no, Ronnie's, Ronnie's, Ronnie's shot next up. to me. Ronnie shot up. He shot up leaderboard. He shot up. He shot up from one twenty eight to one twenty four. <laughs> Where's Woody? I'm <laughs> at one nineteen. <laughs> I'm only. I'm right next to Lazy at uh, one eighteen. So yeah, you are. I could quite possibly. Where are you sat? Uh, I think I am forty second. Danny Badiris is forty second. Where's Derek Farns? Yeah, no, but Barnes, he's, he's, not, he's not far off the pace. He's not far off the Boys, pace. Boys, I need help at the top. We can't give out too many gifts for people that are going to be in front of us after whatever it was, round eight or round nine that we picked. I'll tell you who's jumped, Vaughnie. Vaughnie had a crazy he tipping round. He, he went. Did. He went doggies. He went dolphins. He did some crazy. I think Vaughnie's he went Beaver Men- Is Vaughnie Beaver Menzies? Yeah, I think so. No, no, he's no, not. No, he's, no, no. He's, uh, he's Vaughn Dead. Oh, deadly. yeah, he yeah. shot up. Yeah, he shot up. Where shot is up he? Little, he's uh, 20, 24th. Okay. Is that right? Hey, Woody, just to make you feel better on a Monday morning, I know a guy in a big money tipping comp. Yeah. He tipped eight, he tipped eight from eight on the weekend. 
Yeah. And his margin game was the Dragons Titans, and he got the margin exact. Have you got his mobile number? <laughs> <laughs> I need to well, mate, his email. I need to actually make some contact. <laughs> I'm not worried about the mobile number. I'm worried about your phone actually working when you get given these. Oh, things. I know. Fuck. Okay. Well, uh, Jared, well done. It was the second uh, second week in the row in a row where we got best bet up. Um, so. Uh, Long, mate, continue. We've only got about 20, 24 rounds to go, but uh, great start to the year. Um, Barnsley, we'll start with you and then we'll go to Jared. But what were your three highlights or sort of three key players over the weekend? Put me on the spot. Ah, come on. Well, look, at the end of the day, for the Knights to win with the amount of injuries, um, you know, send-offs, uh, sin bins, everything that went against them on the weekend and for the Tigers not to get it done, um, you know, well, Woody, I, I don't want to go there with you, but mate, that was right a, there. look I've... at the end of the day, the Knights to do what they did is one of the gutsiest team performances I've seen. What they, what the next few weeks look like is going to be really, really tough. But mate, to get the two points there was exceptional. Um, what else? Look, the Dolphins to find another way to win. You know what I mean? They've not just not just won week one. They've backed it up in the wet against the Raiders. So that that was a big one. And I thought for me, Penrith went to another level. So we thought that they. You know, we weren't so sure oh, about good, them round one. They they ironed out a couple of kinks. Uh, Sonny Luke's offering a lot from off the bench there with what they're doing, um, or sort of starting. So, yeah, look, they're, um, you know, they found a way. And then your best bet, the Sharkies. Mm. So I liked a lot of what they showed week one, and then they backed it up to find a way, um, you know, going down early. Um, they found a way to win against Para. So puts Para in a bit of a hole. Jared, uh, what was your take? Oh, uh, yeah, well, interesting, guys. Um, it, it, we've got a very, very even competition. There's not going to be a lot between probably the top uh, 12, possibly 13 or 14 teams as we get five or six weeks into the season. I mean, off last week, every loser turned it around into a win in round two. Mm. That's uh, a bit of a unique uh, turnaround. We don't normally see that uh, this early in the season. We only have the two teams at the top of the table, the two from two being um, the Dolphins and the Broncos. Lo and behold, two teams from southeast Queensland, eh? You. Uh, I, clearly, the other story has got to be uh, Bennett and the Dolphins. I mean, yeah. uh, they hung in there. They were down 12-0, trying conditions. You know, I thought the Raiders shot themselves in the foot with some of their attack or lack of attack, but they've got composure. They're building a bit of belief. And, you know, they get a, a an away game this week, but they go down to Newcastle. They're going to face the Knights, who may well be without a couple of key players. So they get a game which, again, is going to be probably line ball and could go either way. Uh, I agree with Beric. I think the Knights' effort yesterday was outstanding against, um, you know, backs against the wall with all of those key things against the West Tigers. That would have to be one of the most horrible offerings I have seen in 10 years. How, um, bad, how bad was their attack? Absolutely disgraceful. They've gotten but I, worse. They've gotten fucking worse. I did say last week, you know, they, they just play sideways. They don't earn the right to go forward. They made 18 errors. 18 errors. I mean, if you're making eight or nine, you're going to lose. They made 18 errors. Uh, they should not have been in that game and had the Knights uh, remain fit. Uh, I think the Knights would have gone away with another two or three try uh, romp. I guess the other big highlight is uh, the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs have lost 16 yeah. of their last 18 in Melbourne, and their interstate travel record is horrible. They balanced things up last week, got their head right. Talking about head right, well, the Storm certainly weren't in the game in the first half, and 
They've had a lot of change to their list. They've also got a lot of key players out at the moment, and that was a very unlike Storm offering in the first half. But credit to the Bulldogs. They actually used the football, created some opportunity, rattled up some early points, built some confidence, and one of the bigger upsets of the year. I thought um, thought that was one of the better coaching displays from the previous weeks, the way Serraldo had them play opposed to the first round. That was a totally different mindset on moving the ball laterally against the Storm and really, and you could tell it really rattled their cage early. Well, the thing was too, um, I was really critical of Matty Burton last week in his performance yep. and I thought he, he, was, he was way better. He, he roamed the field, he was playing across, you know what I mean, he didn't just stick on his left side, he really moved around and they offloaded and you've got to do that against the Storm to beat them. The teams that beat the Storm usually are the ones who offload and shift the footy. The other guy that get was really good from week one who was Paul was kick out. Yeah, no, he had a good go. Yeah. We just look, got the errors out of his game. His work ethic, though, and work rate was great. I'll tell you the one thing is Karaz. That young bloke, the yeah. Lebanese guy on the wing, yeah. geez, he's showing a bit. Like, he just has a dig, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, no, you're right, Jared. I can make a lot to like about that performance. Um, and I, 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 I liked both coaches' press conferences. So Seraldo and the way that he spoke and the way that he turned around. And then you got to love Craig Bellamy just – the standards he has around mm. effort, mm. just simple effort areas, was freaking – it was good to listen to. What did he say, Barnsley? I agree. Oh, well, just he just basically said that, you know what I mean, like we can deal with this, we can deal with skill, we can deal with size, we can – all those sorts of things, but there's no – there's nothing that constitutes not giving effort. Everyone knows their effort areas. Everyone can do their best on that, and that's what he said. We just didn't do that didn't tonight. Do yeah. We are so far away, and he said that's what – he didn't see it coming. Yep. So, and he threw um, and he threw a blanket over the whole side. He he basically said nobody, no, nobody no sort of stood out. Yeah, correct. Yeah. I thought the Broncos were good. Yes, they they, yeah, they were good. And usually they fold um, after they have a few points put on them. But they they hung in there the other day. Um, Roosters, I think, are not looking great. Obviously, they've had some injuries. Um, the other one I was disappointed in was the Eels. I thought they. Mm. Um, don't know. I, I feel like they let that game get away from them a little bit. Um, Gutherson obviously went off early with that head knock, but Sharkies are on fire. Yeah, the um... well, there's a lot of quick momentum shifts at the moment, isn't there? I mean, the Eels led ten nil, and yet uh, the Sharkies within minutes were back in front, twelve ten, and then kick away. Um, yesterday we saw the Titans lead twelve two, um, and at that stage looked like they were uh, going forward into the game in a really positive way. The Dragons hung in there, turned things around, uh, and then just went on. Uh, you know, one stage, I think it was 26-12 to 12, uh, before mm-hmm. a couple of late tries for either side. I mean, they were down um, 12-2, turned it around to 26-12. Um, uh, one thing I did like about the Dragons, which um, has been missing a little in the last couple of years, is I thought Kerr off the bench was very good. He's had a... Uh, a patchy relationship with the coach, but he's a big man who's got very good meters. Musgrove was good. Uh, Little made an impact when he came on. Hunt was just outstanding. Uh, what that guy's done for them in the last three or four years is just a, a standout. So the Dragons are on the board. Nice matchup for them this week. They go to Brisbane to play the Broncos. They normally have a huge crowd there because there is a lot of Dragon supporters in Brisbane. So it'll be a full house and a really nice test between those two. Uh, question for everybody here, is it too early or can we look at an, uh, a coach being made an immortal? I mean, I think, you know, obviously what Wayne Bennett has done in his career, let alone the start that he's had with the Dolphins, is just absolutely outstanding. 
Yeah, well, I, I totally agree. I think it's it's probably due that coaches are put into this sort of realm of immortality. And I think, obviously, Jack Gibson, first and mm. foremost, probably should be in that light as well. But then you've got, you know, what Wayne's done. Yeah. Um, so, and, and what he's done across multiple clubs, this is what's so incredible about Wayne's legacy is that he hasn't just done it at one place. Yep. He's done it Dragons. He got the Knights to within a game of a grand final, even though the club went a bit south. Mm. Back to the Broncos to a grand final. The Bunnies to bloody all that grand final again. Now he's doing what he's done with Redcliffe. Yep. Two start-up clubs. Mate, he's coached Origin. He's coached Australia. He's coached New Zealand. He's coached England. I mean, I don't know what else he can do. There's nothing. I, I couldn't agree more, Barry. Couldn't, the man is just a, 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 a freak. Uh, uh, his ability to manage players and get heads right and put structures in place um, is just outstanding. The record speaks for itself. I used to laugh, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, you'd argue with guys who'd say, oh, no, he's only ever had the best players. Well, you actually go back and look at some of his wins in origin, you know, especially when he had that baby team that mm. caused that massive upset. It was just as outstanding what he did with them. Only, what, three years ago when... Uh, he stepped back in uh, to help Queensland. They won that final game against absolute odds on uh, New South Wales side. And he had a bits and pieces team, which you know, one clown in the media described as the worst Queensland team in 50 years. And then two nights later went out and won. And now to pull together what he's done at the Dolphins in a short period of time, um, you know, I still think that as we get into the season, depth and injuries are probably going to put a real question mark about them. But just their commitment. They were down 12 nil on the weekend. They could have said, you know, mentally just roll over, yet they just kept fighting. They've got a couple of guys that are just standing out, especially the kid at the fullback. Uh, he's just been outstanding. Uh, no, Bennett's in the, the only one in that conversation, and I think it would be a very fitting award. i tell you uh, what you don't want to do is run into Felice in a dark oh. alley. <laughs> <laughs> No way. No way. Hey, just a hitting. quick one. Fraze told me a story this morning. He was in Newcastle and tailed Wayne Bennett for a few days as part of a personal development type thing. Anyway, he said um, a player that wasn't at the club at the time's partner rang Wayne, who was coaching the Knights, and said, I'm worried about him. He's drinking. He's gambling. You know, he's, he's kind of off the rails. So Wayne said, right, sweet, leave it with me. H hung up the phone from the wife, rung the, the player the husband, and said, what's, what's happening? What are you doing? And he just said, oh, I'm in a bit of a bad way. And he goes, well, do you want to come up here? And he said, yeah, I'd love to. So hung up the phone, rang the manager, got the deal done in about half an hour, got him from out of the shit where he was up to the nights. And, oh, and he signed him. Signed him, then and there. So it just shows you... Do you want you, to tell us the player or are we just going to fucking... Oh, I mean, I don't know... I, I, I suppose you could. It was Jeremy Smith, the um, oh, okay. player yeah. for the Knights, and um, very good player, very Storm. good player. Yeah, Storm. Storm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, Wayne had him at the Dragons. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, and um, it just shows you the level of like yeah. care, and that's that Doco, that um, the Dolphins Doco. You you get the the appreciation of how much Wayne actually cares about people. Well, I think he makes a comment, and uh, in the Doco, and he's. Uh, I think he's probably doing it purposely, but in about three or four interviews I've listened to in the last two weeks, he's making the same comment that he's basically given his life to mentoring young male athletes. Yeah, you can see that. And, and, and he even he, he has even gone on to say that, you know, that's been to the detriment of, you know, his family and a few things like that. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you guys look at, um, do you look at the way he exited Broncos his second time around? 
with um, Seabold coming in mm. and all that weirdness around it. Is it like a bit of an FU, him doing the Dolphins right now? Like, is it? Oh, I think 100%. Not an FU, but is he just trying to, like, you know, stick it up your ass, like, the way he's handled that? Like, I think he, he's just he, trying to show that they made, in his view, yeah. they made the wrong decision. Yeah. He made a comment in the doco that I can't remember the bloke's name, but one of the administrators from the Broncos, if he was still in the job, Wayne would probably still yeah, be the Morgan, Broncos. Yeah, Morgan. Porky Morgan. Of course, Morgan was yeah, it, yeah. He was one of the original, yeah, yeah. he was the guy that came up with the idea of the Broncos. If, if Corky and, and Paul Miranda were still running the Broncos, yeah. there would have been no change. And mm. yeah, the story will come out one day. But you know what the what the new and he's now the current chairman of the Broncos did behind the scenes in in taking that path down where it headed was just atrocious from a bloke who, who's got no understanding of football clubs. May well be a very smart businessman, but you know it's very different at a football club level and. Yeah, you know, his point to prove was that he wanted to be the biggest man in the club, and he didn't yeah. like the fact that Wayne was. And you know, that's where we ended up. <laughs> so, Jared, what are we uh, what are we looking forward to this week? What are the games that you're sort of highlighting at this early stage? Well, surely the uh, highlight week this week has to be the Bulldogs Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go for the Tigers right, I anymore. I, I think we've got a couple of crackers. I mean, Thursday night's very good. We've got the Eagles uh, come off that bye. Into the Eels, who are none from two. Always a great matchup, especially at Brookvale, so that'll be a cracking game. Roosters, Rabbitohs. Um, Rabbitohs have absolutely had hold of the Roosters for many years now. You'd think that they're going to start nice, pronounced favourites there. And a couple of other nice matchups. I mean, the Titans have got to get balanced back up. They are back at home for their first home game. They get the Storm. We touched on the Knights, the Dolphins, the Broncos, Dragons, and. Um, Finishing out the round, we've got the Raiders and the Sharks, which again, you know, Ricky's Raiders are none from two. Um, he's crying his milk at the moment. The Sharks go down there. They actually have a very good record down in Canberra. So, yes, another really good round. I tell you, when you watch the press conferences, Ricky and Tim Sheens have a lot in common, don't they? Yeah, they do. Like Tim Sheens' press conference yesterday afternoon and last week. I missed week. it. What, what happened? Oh, they just, like, rather than giving, like, what you touched on, I mean, Joey said it in the sheds afterwards. He reckons that was probably the gutsiest performance by a Knights team ever. Not wow. in the top ten, yeah, ever. And you got Tim Sheen sitting in the press conference just wanting to whinge about, you know, a couple of refereeing decisions. Really? Yeah. I, I, was, a, I was astounded. Why would you be just going there going, we were so – they were great today. And we were they shit. guts and yeah. we were freaking diabolical. Yeah. And Ricky, we can't get say that. Ricky can't say that sort of stuff either, can oh, he? Ricky's just... Just always yeah. blaming other people. Mate, first week when they got beaten by a point by the Cowboys, he whinged about the time of the game. Mm-hmm. And the welfare of the players. <laughs> like, welfare well, of the Tim, players. Tim, Tim yesterday wanted to harp on about the fact that they were, you know, cl- close to victory again. I mean, they were that far from being a good side in that game yesterday. And But for the circumstances of the game, it should never have been close. And 100% he should have been giving uh, acknowledgement to the opposition and what they did under the circumstances. If I you... don't know. I have my concerns there, Woody. If, oh, if things don't improve in the next couple of, next couple of weeks... That whole coaching situation oh. might get it might implode. Well, if you look at the last, let's say three or four games from last season, the Tigers, how they played versus the first two games, and we got better recruitment. They played what they well, played way worse. Obviously, it's a new system, and and they're trying to do new shit. But just the errors, and the, yeah. and the lack of. Well, you were enthused by Bunsy, weren't you? Week one, you you sort yeah. of saw something there, but I reckon I agree with you. What he yesterday was. There was they no looked fucking but, but I, thought, I thought last week they would have gone away and said to themselves, okay, we try to be too lateral. 
we're, we understand what we're trying to do. We're trying to play with a bit more width and offload. But first, you've got to bang, you've got to freaking knock down the front door mm, of the yeah, house. Yeah. And, and especially when teams lose a player. Yeah. And not just did the Knights lose a player, they lost Dom Young to 10 minutes and then they lost um, DSAF when he freaking yeah, co-danged that. What about they lost, they, <laughs> they lost to, you know, they lost Brayley and they lost Brayley and, and, and Ponga Ponga didn't play. They lost Ponga in the first two minutes. I was like, fuck And yeah, Tyson Brazil. Like, <laughs> yeah. You would have and, been. And Tyson Brazil. I was like, yes, rub my hands together. Then we get the ball down on their try line. Coruscant does a no-look pass to that fucking idiot that doesn't catch it, and he falls over the line, knocks it on. I was like, oh, we're fucked. From then, that first go at the try line is exactly like last week when we made all our errors in their 20-meter line. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I'm not I going for the, it. I'm over it. The re- really interesting thing to watch about the West Tigers over the next six to eight weeks is um, – off the field, how they handle all of this adversity and if they continue to keep underperforming because West Ashfield is the um, dominant controlling interest of the club um, and they don't speak very vocally or come out, but they are the ones that um, swing the punches in the background. And mm. I would suggest that there's a fair degree of focus on their chairman um, and their CEO, certainly on Tim Sheens, and if things don't improve by the middle of the year, um, that boardroom will get turned upside down. What about this? Like, I just want to go again off coaches, culture, and how they coach. So you look at just like Fitzy, Craig mm. Fitzgibbon, at the, at the Cronulla Sharks, mm. two seasons in, they can win without their very best player against an, a, a top, you know, top two side from last season. But it's a lot of it's to do with them playing together, playing well as a team. Yeah, yeah. We yep. we we've recruited how many coaches in the last seven years? It's probably been through five or six coaches. But the recruitment and the way they've approached getting a new coach has been so fucking shit. And the recruitment of older players past their, I don't know the way that they the way the board runs the Tigers. Is that the issue? Do well, you I think, think that's Jared's comment. Yeah. 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 I don't know, but well, like, and, and Woody, you, you you probably didn't see, but on uh, yesterday, uh, uh, a very avid but I think uh, well spoken West Tigers fan, hours before the game, put out a a tweet on Twitter and it named the top seventeen duds that have been signed by Pasco in the last um, five to eight years as the CEO of the club, and it, it makes for interesting reading. And if you join the dots of the money that's been spent around those players, um, yeah, you know, they've just been treading water and going round in circles. And yeah, you know, as good old Jack used to say, and Wayne Bennett says something similar these days. So, uh, if your front office is not right and you haven't got it right, well, you know, that's where it starts. And there's no quick turnaround, is there? Because I, I if you conversely look at the Roosters, they just signed um, Nathan Brown, I think, the yep. back row out of yep. Para. Like, how do they fit another bloke in to the cap? But it's he takes unders to go to the Roosters. No, well, he's not taking unders. He's, he's actually contracted by Parramatta, but Parramatta are paying half his salary. Half the salary. They just but, yeah. they they're, they're just good. They know how to do business. But the, yep. you look at the Tigers; they've got to pay overs all the time for everyone that's going to go there. So there's yep. no quick fix for those blokes either. No. Would you? Would you well, like if you guys were going like send your son to a team or like they they were going to make the NRL? You'd look. You'd definitely look at the coach, wouldn't you? Like, oh, as oh, a, if you yeah. had a, like a you know a sure. once in a generation talented son that could pick anywhere 100%. he wanted, you would be looking at like Bellamy. You'd be looking at Bennett. Well, look at well, Woody. Woody at, the, 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 the best example, and Barnsley commented on this. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe the Matty year Jones. before last. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Matty Johns, but also um, Sam Walker. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, he he was he was hunted by up to ten clubs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As a schoolboy out of Brisbane, growing up in Brisbane, obviously it would have been an easy choice to go to the Broncos. They yeah. went and sat down. He he went with the manager and his mum and Sam went and sat down with everyone and decided Trent Robinson was yeah. it. Yeah. But the other ones, Matty Johns and two. So Matty's got two sons, right? Yeah. Jack Cooper. Yeah. Where's he send them both? Yeah. Okay. Cooper goes to Melbourne under Bellamy. And Jack goes to the Bunnies under, under Wayne. Bennett. Yeah. Now, obviously, Jack and Cooper are now different clubs and both yeah. going really well. Mm. But they both got a foundation mm. yeah. from two of the greatest. That That's what I mean. It, like, so. who's sending them to the fucking West Tigers? You know oh, what I mean? Don't you see the dollar signs? I don't think they'd be. They that's might not that's even all look, it is. Yeah. It's just it's you're only going there because they'll pay overs. What? What about the young guy from here? From who's at the uh, Storm? Nick um, Meaney. Nick Meaney. Well, well he started in Newcastle, went to the Bulldogs, and he's he's in a good system. Yeah. The other thing that interesting watch yesterday was um, I think when the Knights scored possibly their third try, watching the West Tigers players behind the sideline, uh, behind the try line, uh, there were a couple of big name signings who were not happy, and I think there are a, a, a few shared words and. Um, yeah, you know, a few of those guys would just be looking at each other, going, "Well, I signed for the money, and they signed all these blokes. So I thought it was all going to be okay." I mean, it's not all about I, and mm. you know that's part of their problem. They've just got to pull them all together and get them all balanced up. And we saw all this media entourage for six weeks leading into the season about them doing twenty passes at, uh, per player at every training session, and all of this, and they were going to do this and do that. You know, you just got to pull your head in and, and get everybody on the same page. And, the starting point, as Bennett has said and Warren Ryan used to say and Jack Gibson used to say, is get your defence right first. You know, I mean, they're leaking points at will two weeks in a row now to teams that are probably going to be in the bottom half of the table, if not the bottom half of the bottom half. Boys, quick question. I, um, are we concerned about Ponga, Kalen? Two weeks, two concussions? Oh, I think look, it's an enormous concern. Yeah, I'm concerned mind. about anyone that gets hit in the head. Uh, and definitely yeah. if they get hit multiple times. I, I think we spoke about this on chat yesterday. My view is I think the NRL needs to take immediate action on, number one, they need to get the stand-down policy correct. I think five to seven days is not correct. I think it's got to be longer. Yeah. That's the first thing I'd tweak in line with AFL and rugby. And I think the second thing is I think so clubs can sort of uh, embrace the changes, I think they need to increase on game day that you have 17 and then your 18th player, I think it needs to be more like 20, 22, and they need to increase the top 30 to at least 32 or 33 players. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, uh, yeah, sorry, go, Jared. Yeah, no, no, I'm the same as you, Beric. I mean, I, firstly with Carlin, I, I, you know, I think it's a significant concern and I think it's a very te- uh, sad concern because uh, the kid clearly has the best, should have the best football years in front of him and he's an enormous talent. Um, I personally not ever agree with a move of moving into six because it puts him in the front line of defence um, and it's going to put so much more target uh, work on him. Um, and you know, clearly we saw that early in the game yesterday, but it was uh, very evident uh, the week before and in the trials. Um, and you know, m- my last point is so much of this is technique and this is where we also have to hope that there is greater em- emphasis within each club. I mean... We take a guy like Cameron Smith. I mean, Cameron Smith played 400-plus games in the middle uh, at every level, international origin as well as the storm, and hardly ever had uh, a knockout because his technique was so good and he worked so hard on that in all of those years. So I guess the key points out of that is that uh, it's, it's, it's certainly technique. The NRL stand-down um, 
I think Ponga's got to move back to one, and let's hope the kid's okay. Well, mate, first and foremost, it was Kalen's choice to move to six. Yeah. So yeah, that's what yeah, people need to be aware of. It's <laughs> yep. not. Don't put this on Adam O'Brien or these other sort of guys. They've, you know, they were obviously, you know, within it all. But it's it was Kalen's choice, and so you know, with that, like I don't know, it's it's going to be a difficult one because you know it's not going to get any easier for him when he does come back, and hopefully he does come back. Like you know what I mean, but. Guys are just going to send traffic his way and all the big bodies play in that second row and run at the third man. So, you know, technical-wise, whether they may, maybe they shift him out to centres for the first three or four tackles of the set, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They've got to find a way to protect him, you know, or, or he's got to get better, you know, technically, as you said, Jared. So, yeah, it's worrying. Yeah, and I think your, I think your valid point there, Barnsley, is the traffic ain't going to stop. No. That's going to pick up, if any. Righto, Jared. Well, thank you for the wrap. We'll catch you on uh, Thursday. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll be ready for uh, three weeks out of three. I don't know. Usually, maybe Woody after three weeks, you Mate, might start you to listen to Jared. Set, all right. You did the South tip for can me. You, can you just listen to Jared's best bets? All right, we're going to. I'm going to get Jared you. to actually do the bet for me, not you. You stuff it up. <laughs> Righto, catch you on so, Thursday. So, Jared. Woody, Woody, this week we'll have a best bet and we'll have a Woody's Chinese bet. All right, sweet. <laughs> I like it. Righto, thanks, Jared. See you guys. So okay, so uh, what are we watching over the over the weekend or this week? Um, but uh, for me, uh, episode two of Dawn of the Dolphins, they drop every Monday. So there's another one out today so we can sit down tonight or in the next few days and watch that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm pumped. It's a good, really good series. Looking forward to that. What have you been listening to, Woody? Mate, I have been listening to a few different podcasts. The most recent one was uh, Huberman One on Water. Andrew Huberman, oh, one on water. That yes, sir, yeah. It's really interesting. Um, yeah. He's uh, got some good good little things in there for uh, just how to keep hydrated, what you should do. And here's one if you're not even exercising is um, around 250 mil um, an hour when you're awake. So 250 mate. mil an hour? Yeah. When and you're awake? When you're awake, that's even without exercise. And uh-huh. he, he said drink I, water like it's work. Well, I, I, I do not like not on work. the like it's work like drink it a lot. Not he on the back the way, of that, but I try I trialed something uh, on the weekend when I was at a family wedding in Tamworth sleep? on Friday night. Coronas? No, 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 no. Because no, well, I trialed it, Satsy. So I had Coronas on the Thursday night at a family do, and then Friday night on the wedding, I knew um, we had to get one of our family back here for a birthday early Saturday. So I knew it'd wrap up about midnight, and we'd be in the car at three. Oh, sorry, I'd be awake at three thirty, so I'd have. Three and a half hours sleep. So I had it's a full standard. Life. standard yeah. full life so, I, so I just drank water for the whole wedding and I woke up dead set. I was as bright as a button. Yeah, good. Yeah. After four hours sleep and drove six hours and I felt fine. Anyway, really interesting one on water. Obviously, you can fucking take it with a grain of salt. All these, I will say this all these podcasts, everything I've spoken about, you can wake up and you've got a list to do to be this perfect human. It can be as long as fucking a dictionary. Yeah, that's You the just key. take a take little snippets. bit, take snippets. No one's fucking judging you on what you do and how you do it. It's just like if you don't feel good or you don't sleep good, try drink some water every hour. Try yeah. and drink yeah. through advice. the day. See if it helps. Yeah. If it doesn't, try an ice bath. Yeah. If it doesn't, try that foundation stuff. Whatever Good I've mentioned, point. try all that. If it doesn't work, drink beer and fucking eat corn <laughs> chips and dip. It does not fucking <laughs> matter. The, the, that's the big thing. Like everyone that's been, you know, training their ass off or doing this and that, they think they have to start on this perfect fucking checklist. There is no perfect checklist because you've got kids, you've got work, yeah. you've got all these other commitments. 
And you the just other thing do you, your best. You can get down that you don't feel fucking great. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, You're like, hang on, what? I'm yeah. doing all this shit. So I try. you try and give a little bit of advice. It's just, just stuff that over the last few weeks I've given that is easy to look at and I yeah. like doing it, but everyone take it as what you want. And what have you two uh, been watching or listening to over the weekend or in the last week? I like uh, the James Graham podcast, the latest one on Buzz Rothfield, uh, with Buzz Rothfield, sorry. I don't um, particularly... Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I had a, a perception of Buzz, but I like these podcasts that um, he he goes into detail around why he releases certain yeah. stories and um, his take on it and the, the fact that the reader wants the content that's changed these days from just footy now to afterlife. And is it is it worth listening to? I thought it was really good, yeah. Okay. I, 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 it's really, really good. What, what, yeah. What's it called, Sats? Is it on the... It's uh, the, 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 the buy James round. Graham, the buy it's round. The buy round. And I think He's it's actually the had some good one. guests on there, Mark oh. Boris, and yeah, it's good. I like James Graham. Yeah, Cello's yeah. one's sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Minute Cello's yeah. really one's really good. There's actually some really good ones on there, Barnes. You, you been listening to any? No, interest? mate, I've been freaking out of cricket field for the last six days. I'm kind of looking forward to... Getting on the mower Just and getting the getting podcast. Getting on the mower <laughs> and getting the potty going. But I tell you what, actually, a bit of a tip of our hat to Adam Gilchrist in organising with the mayor of Lismore that Saturday cricket mm. game up there and he had Jimmy Marr and Ponting. Oh, and, mate, it was yeah. fan, fantastic yeah. for the kids. And even all last week, the baggy blues, so um, some of the older blues players came up, did a um, you know a night for the parents and everyone at, at, um, at the Ballina Cherry Street there, did yeah. sort of a night there speaking and then ran a clinic the next day. And then obviously what Gilly did, I saw young Maxie Pollock, one of the swooping magpies, got Gilly's gloves at the end of the game. So, yeah, 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 big Maxie was... Uh, Maxie was stoked with that. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, a, bo- he's a bowler who keeps. So he's, um, <laughs> but no, he does a good job, Maxie. So he got his wicket-keeping gloves. He got his wicket-keeping gloves oh, for the game. That? So oh, yeah. Maxie, uh, uh, Maxie was stoked. He was smiling like a Cheshire cat. So just, um, you know, well done. I just, you know, you're seeing Lismore starting to take some steps out there now, um, just in terms of, you know, cafes and all those sort of things, as mm. I said, coming back. So uh, just got to keep getting behind them. And obviously that paddle is going ahead, boys. Yep, so uh, that is – so we've got the live podcast on May the 5th, Friday, May the 5th, and it's the uh, three days prior. Yeah. Uh, the Bodie boys are going to do a challenge similar to the Goggins challenge from last year, which is a three-day paddle. Three I think day it's 100 Ks. 100 Ks. It's going to be hard sats. Tama Jones has mapped it all out, and he's checked tides, winds, the moon, star star alignment, everything. And that's open to anyone that wants to paddle. Anyone that wants to paddle. So it's raising money for – we're going to be raising money for Parkinson's, our kids yep. and the healthy minds. Yep. Yep. Were, were you guys wear metal gloves for bull sharks? Like, so as you <laughs> That's your... my greatest fear. That is <laughs> it should definitely be a very big fear. Oh, Mate, after watching Andy Heaton get sunburnt the other day, I reckon oh. sunscreen's going to be pretty handy too. Did anyone see that? He got so burnt. Yeah, they, oh. the boys have been paddling from the surf club at Lennox to the, to the peg at Boulders and back. It's about... 10Ks? 10K, 10K. Right? Yeah. and it took them two hours, so far out. we got 30K a day. In are you going to do it, Barnsley? Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. do it. Yeah, for sure. What are you going to do on the straight sweeper? Yeah, I'll, I'll sweep and then maybe lie down, just give the back and the legs a rest Little at certain rest. times because it's pretty solid. Like, I know when I surf out there for two, three hours, you cramp up. It's your feet and your calves which just start cramping. Yeah. So. The other thing you could do, build it out of your, you know, your handle. Build, yep. a, build a small little makeshift MacGyver sail. That's well, they got those things, don't they? Yeah. For the um, the um, you could just put the foils. The foils yeah, have you got could those hold one sort of them. Actually, that's yeah. not a bad idea. Get ahead of thirty k's by three hours. Just cook a roast while you're waiting for the rest of the guys. <laughs> <laughs>
Righto, boys, we'll wrap it up. Uh, we'll, we will be back on Thursday. And, uh, Woody, can you bring your phone in so we can type in the yeah, correct yeah, bet mate. so we can win your well, Mike, We might. Let's hear another one of your stats about the Indian cricket, mate. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All I'd like to say is we've gone 46 minutes and we haven't talked about one of the best performances over the weekend. That was the Red V. Catch it Thursday. <laughs> Smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. <laughs>